Guitarathon is the greatest guitar sale on earth, and it's happening now. Get massive savings on a huge selection of electric and acoustic guitars, basses, amps, pedals, and other accessories. Save up to $450 on a Gibson Les Paul Studio Deluxe, up to $900 on a Gibson Les Paul Trad Pro 4, or save up to 20% on other select Gibson guitars. Plus, get special financing on select major brands. Don't miss these incredible deals. Available online and in store now through November 1st. Guitarathon, only at Guitar Center. Find your sound. Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to a special post, well, almost post All-Star break almost trade deadline edition of the Lockdown Blazers podcast. I am your co-host for today, Eric Garcia-Gunderson, writer for BlazersEdge.com, sometimes the Associated Press, sometimes used to be at the Vancouver Columbian, and now I'm joined by Dane Carbaugh from NBC's Pro Basketball Talk and Blazers Edge, and you know him, and Lockdown Blazers, of course, but we are so happy to be joined as well by Myers Leonard. Uh, from the Portland Trailblazers, Myers, what it do? Not a whole lot in Orlando. I uh, just had a lunch with my wife and uh, had practice a little bit earlier, so just kind of hanging out in the room, relaxing a little bit, and then we have a team dinner tonight, so I'm just going to relax until then. Nice, man. Well, I'm glad you finally made it, made this thing happen. I know that, uh, you know, uh, this is Dave, by the way, but uh, I know that um, – it's taken a while for us to, to get it going, but I'm happy that we finally get to talk mostly because I think at some point in time we have to talk about the, the beard and the hair situation, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I, uh, I, know, I, I know you transitioned to that midseason, Myers, uh, transitioned to the old look once again, or at least more like it. I mean, was it just a feel? I mean, I, I know that this was a, a kind of an experimental year for you on that front. Uh, to be honest, I, I did really want to do it. Uh, but there were two factors that uh, kind of, I guess, brought it to the point where I had to get rid of it. One, my wife didn't really like it, and uh, I got a lot of respect for her, so <laughs> it was it was time for it to go on that front. And uh, I can remember getting hit uh, in the head, which for whatever reason happens often to me, but uh, the band that I had in my hair snapped and my hair like fell out and it was in my face and I was thinking about the next play. So, uh, that wasn't good as well. So having to deal with it on the court one and two, my wife didn't really like it. So it was time to go back to the old look, just kind of clean cut, uh, every two to three weeks. It's just back to normal. Sounds like professionally and personally, it wasn't, it wasn't working for you. Correct. Like I said, I did really, really want to do it, but Hey, it is what it is. It's over with now. Yeah, I'm surprised. I don't think I knew that it got in your face, but uh, I, I want to say, honestly, I really do want to say thank you for inspiring me to grow the beard. Uh, obviously, if for people that are listening to this podcast don't know, Myers and I had a thing, just a little joke on Twitter about how I would, I, I made a joke about how I would keep, 
I would grow my beard out for the first time ever uh, for as long as Myers uh, decided to keep his hair and he kept with it for a very, very long time and that that gave birth to this uh, this face fuzz that I now I honestly man I can't I can't shave it like I I, I was playing with my my neckline the other day and I messed it up and ended up looking uh, not very good so I had to shave it back off and I look I look like a baby I mean I'm, I'm already I'm already tend to look like a baby in general like just with my head shape and 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 everything but uh without a beard man I look ridiculous and now I just now I just have a you know something to tell my kids but about now you know? it's kind of your go-to look <laughs> it's it's the look it's the look everybody wants to see you know but hey, I don't know if on, on video it looks good in HD Dane Dane, <laughs> yeah. Dane by Myers is this, is this yeah. the look? Dane by, <laughs> Dane by Myers yeah. is the look. My stylist, yeah. Uh, how was All-Star break, uh, Myers? Uh, I know, I think you, you spent some time in New Orleans, right? I did, yeah. So uh, my wife and I both went there. Uh, I really, really enjoyed myself down there. I uh, I did some basketball without borders stuff. I got a chance to coach some of those kids. And uh, that, was, that was a lot of fun. Uh, I, I really enjoyed that. And then I also did... Uh, another thing with the junior NBA um, kind of helping rebound for little kids and talking to them and doing that sort of thing. And then actually the next morning I, I was a part of a junior NBA council meeting, which is actually the first one they did in person. So uh, I met a lot of um, new people and people that I could see myself aligning with and uh, continue, continuing to grow because, you know, outside of basketball, you, you got to figure out what you want to do and, being around the game, I think, is something I'm always going to want to do, but I have a kind of a, a want to be involved with, with helping kids and, and molding them and showing them the way. So uh, both of those uh, both of those things were huge. So had a lot of fun with that, and then I left All-Star and came down to uh, Orlando, actually, uh, a couple of days early, so uh, I was able to enjoy a little bit of sun and, and relax a little bit. So, overall, All Star was good for me. Are, are you a Disney World guy? Did you go? Uh, we actually stayed at the Four Seasons right outside of Disney, but we did not um, thought about it. But I wanted to stay off my feet, to be honest. I just wanted to kind of totally re- relax and, and not do much. Yeah. Also, I think you and I are probably in the same thing. They don't have those hats. Like our names are probably not on the hats, you know, at Disney World, you know. Oh, yeah, make three, exactly. make three of us. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. We got Eric with a K, Dane, and and Myers with an E Y. Like, I mean, it's just like a nightmare nightmare scenario for the the hats at Disneyland. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Uh, Myers, when you before you went down there, I just kind of wanted to follow this thread a little bit. Did you have an inkling that you wanted to kind of get involved with youth basketball and stuff like that? Or, or was that just something that, you know, was presented to you? Then you got down there and you kind of realized by doing it, you know, how much you enjoyed it. Uh, I did in advance want to start uh, building these relationships and, and getting involved. Uh, so when I told my agent in, in our marketing group that I wanted to you know, do these sorts of things, I, they started to reach out and, and figure out different ways that I could do that. So when they told me what I was going to be doing at All-Star, I was, I was pretty excited. So, um, so yeah, I was, again, Basketball Without Borders and the Junior NBA were, were both uh, a lot of fun for me over All-Star, and uh, I'm hoping to continue to develop the relationships and um, see, where it can, see where I can go with it. 
I have a question about uh, this season a little bit. Um, I think with sure. the way that we're going now, that we have the last, you know, the last, what, 27 to six games, whatever's left in the season. Um, uh, do you think that you have uh, a defined role in the team or do you think that this team, I almost kind of think this team doesn't, doesn't have that this year. And they're all, you guys are almost looking for something that just sort of works. And I, I don't know if that's uh, a, a positive thing or, or a, a sort of, unsettling or does it matter to you or is it something else third that I'm not looking at that you would say sort of how you think you fit in this year? You know what? I don't, that's a tough one. Honestly. Um, I don't know that I have a clearly defined role. Um, what I do know is, is I've kind of, even before all-star about two weeks or so, maybe three weeks before all-star, I kind of had to look at myself in the mirror and say, okay, you know, how has this season gone? You know, what do I need to do to continue to improve, et cetera? And what I've noticed is that I, you know, very quickly became known for my shooting and have always worked on it, but I also have to continue to work on the other parts of my game. So I've been jumping in, jumping into more one-on-one stuff um, and working before and after practice more on moves off the perimeter, continuing to try to develop in the post, um, and just working on reacting instead of just going out there and getting jump shots up. Now that's of course something I need to do because I'm a shooter, but I have really done my best to really focus in and get everything I can out of every single day. And I do think that I've always gone out there and shot and done you know, what I needed to do, but I, I want to continue to, to develop and I want to be known for more than just a shooter. So that's, again, being able to read and react quickly out of a pick and roll, whether I pick and pop or pick and short roll to kind of the, what we call the window, the free throw line area, or, you know, I've, I've also shown that I can finish around the rim off of pick and rolls. Now it's up to me to read the defense and, and decide, you know, what I need to do. Now it's, it's an it's an advantage sometimes, and sometimes I, I feel like it can be not a disadvantage, but um, you know I have to learn again to react quicker to oh man maybe I need to roll this time rather than before it was like man Mars you just need to pick and pop because you know that's what um, I guess our guards are expecting me to do and you know that's what works and that's what um, pulls the other teams big away from the basket, but. Um, I guess the main thing is that I don't want to be um, kind of put into a box and just known as a three-point shooter. I, I really, really believe I have more to offer, and so now that's on me to, to put the work in and continue to develop. Yeah, uh, yeah. Th- that that rolling game, uh, I definitely have seen. I-, I feel like I've seen you incorporate that a little bit more this season than you did last season um, on-, on that front. And uh, when you're working in the one-on-one situations in practice, I, I mean, who who are you who are you, who who are the guys that are doing the one-on-ones, and and who are you going up against when you when you when you want to do that and kind of jump in? Are you going after the guards to kind of try and move quicker against quicker guys and try and test that way, or I mean, well, how do you approach those one-on-one sessions? Uh, so it's it, honestly it's random by the day. Um, you know, most of the time, or I guess normally it is. 
Uh, Mo gets in there pretty often. Noah, uh, Shabazz, Pat, Jake, um, and occasionally other guys will jump in there. Uh, but we play we play on both blocks uh, to five. We play on both elbows. Sometimes we play right there at what we call the nail at the middle of the free throw line. Sometimes we'll we'll throw in a couple of uh, wing um, wing sessions to to five buckets. And so, uh, so to be honest, it's a little bit of everything. You know, when I catch the ball at the three point line against a guy, let's say like Shabazz, it's hard for me to get around him. You know, it's like, oh, just overpower him. But when you only have two or three dribbles and you have to create, you know, as a seven-foot guy, that's uh, not not exactly normal, but it, it challenges me and allows me to, to work on things that, I guess, aren't in my comfort zone. Um, and then down the block, you know, working on hook shots. I mean, the funniest thing is, is I came to the league and I, I always worked on my shot, but I never shot threes ever. And I had to find a way to get on the court. And so now all of a sudden it's like, holy, you know, Holy smokes, Meyer shoots threes. Uh, let's have him do that all the time. So I'm just trying to continue to understand how I can help the team, understand how I can continue to develop as a player, um, and not just go out there and, and shoot just threes all the time or standstill jumpers. I have to push myself and uh, put in the work to do it, but I, I, I really know I can. Yeah, I uh, I do remember the what was the, what your second summer league I think was the the year you started throwing up uh, threes. I remember uh, watching it and being like, oh, this is this is a good like if you start hitting these, this is a really good thing just because of already I think that you came in and were actually sort of seen as a as an athletic rolling big man, you know, kind of like a leaper kind of guy. And so mm-hmm. if you're able to add that to your game, it's kind of crazy and it's interesting to it has sort of seemed um, you sort of pointed out that it almost almost shifted the other direction. Um, but I think there's there's obviously been uh, you know a lot that you've uh, worked on. A big thing I think is uh, really interesting after you know watching every game of you and Damian and, and you know CJ and uh, having the opportunity to watch pretty much every game of that is um, uh, what you see rookie big men don't do is like uh, when a shot goes up they watch the ball instead of turning like just like simple stuff but to get that muscle memory like the repetition that happens in an NBA game over and over and over and over again and now I see obviously you do that I mean almost every single time this is like okay shot goes up you're putting a body on a guy um, as opposed to you know I think some some rookie uh, big men try to out, out leap guys especially athletic ones and so I think there's been mm-hmm. a, a lot of uh, interesting developments uh going on i i mean i think your game's rounded out pretty pretty well um i do have a question though about uh, again before going back to the original part of this season is uh how long did it take for your shoulder to feel completely right because i felt like you came in the first part of the season and obviously because of the surgery that you did have you know you weren't able to even you weren't able to run until a certain point of time uh over the course of the summer and so uh, that would affect things like lower body strength and, uh, you know, uh, just getting back into your uh, footwork, that kind of stuff. So how, how long in the season did it take until you felt like a, like a hundred percent or are you a hundred percent now? Uh, you know what? Really good question. Um, you know, coming into my surgery, I was like, man, how long is this going to take? They say six to eight months, but you know, I know trailblazer staff has, you know, are really diligent and, and will do a good job. So I, I had my surgery, and uh, I felt really good about it. The doctor did an amazing job. Um, 
like start going through the rehab. And like you mentioned, I wasn't able to run for a very long period of time. So all I could come, come in and do is try to increase my range of motion. Now, I was in there every single day, but that's literally all I could do. I couldn't shoot a basketball, and I couldn't do a whole lot of things. So one thing I know about myself is that I'm very – when I put my work in and when I'm doing things and when I'm shooting the basketball, I'm, I'm very um, – being in a rhythm and, and being kind of on a normal schedule every day is, is something that's very good for me now. All of a sudden, that wasn't the case this summer. And so it kind of it threw me out of whack a little bit, but I, I knew that I had to get this done. Um, now, in my, my rehab was great. It only took, I think, five months or so for us to get to about 90 to 95% of range of motion and strength. And then right about six months, I think it was, I, I got full strength and, and full range of motion. But the problem was, again, people forget that, you know, lower body conditioning and strength and everything is, is obviously huge in the NBA and for any professional sport that, for that matter. Um, and so I came back and I had a couple of practices. I was playing well, a couple of preseason games, and all of a sudden my back was, start, was starting to really bug me. And that was because I just hadn't taken any type of load whatsoever. I mean, I, I think literally I had two practices and two preseason games. Um, and that was like, there was nothing else before that when it came to contact. So that hit me. I mean, it was like every morning I woke up at, or the mornings I woke up after those, I was like, wow, you know, like this is me getting back to trying to be in shape. Uh, to answer your question, it probably took me until to mid-January to even really feel um, like I had my legs back under me. Um, and, like, I mean, I think in December my shoulder was fine. Uh, everything's been fine on my shoulder. I have had zero issues with it. But it was the overall conditioning, um, the lower body strength, the being able to go up against, you know, the Marcus Sauls, the Marcus Cousins, and everybody else on down the line. Um, so it's been an interesting process. I, I have learned that I, I can't point fingers and I can't point blame at, you know, my surgery or anything that's happened. It's on me to continue to develop and show people what I can do. Unfortunately, that hasn't, um, been where I want it to be so far this year, but uh, I'm working, I'm doing my best. I can say that. And I know that, and that's what I'll continue to do um, as I develop as a player and try to help this team win. Uh, Myers, I, it's the trade deadline right now, and I'm curious for you. I mean, we are on Twitter all the time, and we have all the notifications and all that stuff. I mean, how do you approach this as a player uh, with the deadline? Are you checking Twitter, or are you checking things, or do you just kind of try and lay low and kind of let the noise fizzle out? To be completely honest, I, I lay low with this kind of stuff. I, I understand, um, number one, that it's a business. I mean, let's, let's face the facts. that That's what it is. Um, you know, I I have, you know, always just kind of been this way, I guess, with it. I, um, I do what I'm asked. I um, love, love the team that I'm with. You know, I, I feel like I... Um, I bring 
a good positivity and, you know, everything to the team. And so it is what it is. I, I don't think anything's going to happen, but I, I guess the answer is you never know. Um, but again, I, I love, you know, everything that's happened and it's, a you know, we always say, it, but it's a big time process and it has been for me and it'll continue to be a process. I know there's way more that I can tap into, but, you know, just speaking strictly on the deadline, it is what it is and we'll see what happens. As far as this season, Myers, I know last season was also kind of disappointing for you. Has this been just with coming back from the injury? It, 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 there have been, I mean, how, how has this season felt for you uh, just on an overall level? I know that the team has, has struggled at to- has struggled and, and, and it, it's, it's been hard. I mean, how has, how has this season been for you on that front? Cause obviously it, it hasn't been easy. Yeah. Uh, to be completely honest, uh, it's been up and down. Um, and I know that uh, I wish it wasn't that way. I wish I was doing, um, better more consistently and i wish our team had more wins in the win column you know that's that's you know some a way i'm always going to feel if, if things aren't going the right way you know but like i said i've, I've looked myself in the mirror and, and said okay i i need to continue to improve however i can and continue to work hard you know at the end of the day as long as i do that and i'm a good person then i think everything will will turn out the way it's supposed to um you know i was I was thinking back on this summer and I think I was talking to my good buddy Brady. Uh, and I said, man, you know, I, I'm a big time repetition person and I need experience. I, I just wish I could have played this last summer. So I, I know, you know, obviously there's, there's the rest of this season, but I, like I said, I'm, I'm going to continue to work every day before and after practice. And this summer is one of my main focuses. I can tell you already is going to be playing just playing pickup, playing, getting experience, being in different situations, uh, and trying to expand my game. Uh, because I, again, I, like I've said before, I, I do feel like I can bring a lot more to the table. Um, you know, like Dane mentioned, you know, sometimes I think that, you know, I hit on rebounds and, and that's a, that's a good thing, but I also have to learn to sometimes hit and go get it or just use my athleticism to go get the ball. You know, I guess a lot of, and, and I, I know that I have to be a better rebounder, um, I feel that I'm a pretty solid team rebounder. Um, I do oftentimes block out um, and we get the ball, but I have to be more of a force in the paint. Um, I am feeling better about how I've been as far as having more of a presence in the paint, being able to guard in the post. Um, you know, in Utah, I had, a, I had a couple of blocks. I was happy about that. Um, just continuing to advance, you know, offensively, um, it's been really up and down when it comes to my shooting, which was it, which isn't normal for me. So, continuing to stay confident with that and um, getting the reps up and, and getting different types of workouts in to try to simulate game situation. Um, so it's just continuing to work and continuing to try to just be the best player and best person I can be. Honestly, that's that's all I care about. That makes sense too, because uh, the stuff you're talking about, the like sh- pre-shot positioning and uh, team rebounding, boxing out, something that Blazers fans have been, you know, well versed for. I mean, I think I think Ed is good at that. Previously, Robin Lopez is good at that. Um, 
all that stuff you can't you can't sort of or you, mm-hmm. i guess you can run drills but it's it's easier to sort of have a, a scrimmage type situation or a, an open run side type situation so you can then and then have somebody with you coaching it or if that's maybe your mentality that day to go in and try to get it um my other thing my other question for the summer where else are you going in oregon man are you are Ooh, you going to wow. travel around again uh absolutely i have a huge list in my in my notepad on, on my phone um, of which that I didn't get to a lot of it because of the surgery and and rehab and all those sorts of things. But I um, I do plan to spend some good time in Oregon and plan to travel around. Uh, but this is going to be a huge summer as far as my development goes. Again, last year I wasn't able to really do anything, like nothing. Um, and so even when I came back, it was like, all right, try to you know find your rhythm and your shot and everything. But this year. Uh, this summer will be very, very. Uh, I will be very, very focused on on my training and uh, lifting and just everything uh, to become uh, a better player. And so, not that I haven't always done that, but you know, especially having a summer like last summer where I couldn't do anything other than rehab, uh, that was a big, a big, uh, I guess, missed piece of time for me. So. Um, we will see. I, I wish I had a definite answer for you as to what I was, what I was going to do. Um, but it, there's definitely going to be a lot more uh, traveling around Oregon and seeing new sites and everything. Because Oregon, I mean, for the people who don't know, you know, it's beautiful. And, and there's a lot of neat, neat places in, in Oregon. So, yep, that's it. Yeah, I think it's a it's a funny conversation I think we've had for a long time. And me and Casey have joked about it on Twitter for a while. But it's funny a lot of um, a lot of guys leave Oregon. There, you know, I mean, you know, Trailblazers leave Oregon. Even they suffer through the winter, which is like we all live in Oregon. You know, Oregonians live in Oregon because of the because of the summer. So it's funny when dudes leave. It's like, no man, like you, you got through the rough part. You got to you got to hang out and see some sun. So if uh, if you want <laughs> yeah. if you want if you want a suggestion, have, uh, bring all your boys out and uh, go to Cowboy Dinner Tree, which is out in Eastern Oregon. I don't know if you heard about, but uh, it's this wood fired thing. You can get like. It's like 28 or 32 ounce steaks or a whole chicken. There's no electricity. There's these real cool cabins. It's it's wild. You check that out. No, I I, I remember that because I like good suggestions. So I appreciate that. Yeah. So, what was the first thing that Myers Leonard did when the All Star break is over and he can relax and just and just like not be at practice and not be doing? I mean, what 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 was it? I'm curious. Oh well. Uh, I mean, it purely realization. That's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, I, it's not like I wanted to go do anything. You know, I went to All Star this year because, again, I wanted to uh, develop relationships. But you know, there, there's nothing wrong with taking back and having a beer. Yeah. All right. Well, nice. Well, I'm I'm glad it was relaxing, and I really appreciate you coming on. I think that uh, is going to wrap it up on our end for the questions. So, really appreciate it, and uh, thank you, and uh, enjoy the sunshine in Orlando. Yeah, I appreciate that, guys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks for coming on, man. All right, that was our interview with Portland Trailblazers center Myers Leonard. Uh, interesting. Uh, I thought he was uh, pretty honest about. Uh, you know how how it's been and uh you know it's it's interesting to hear it from him his perspective you know he is still pretty young even though he's been you know had a, a disappointing season uh when you think about him not playing this summer uh something that you know something i really hadn't considered kind of interesting but uh 
it was cool getting to chat with him, and there was other news on the Blazers' front as we approached the trade deadline. Uh, Myers Leonard has not been involved in any trade rumors yet, uh, if you were wondering, and there have been other Blazers that have been involved in trade rumors that came out today. Sam Amick of USA Today saying that in an effort to get some help around Paul George, Larry Bird was inquiring about Ed Davis and Alan Crabb, which uh, would definitely be a, a nice boost to that team. An offensive rebounder in Davis, who's a kind of a tough guy, uh, gives them a little bit more mobility at that backup center position behind Miles Turner. And then you have Alan Crabb, who gives them shooting that any team would want. I mean, he's one of the top three-point shooters in the NBA. And when you take it up to attempts, you know, he's probably one of the top six or seven if you if you, if you – lower it to the amount of guys that take multiple threes a game. So, uh, you know, not surprising that those two guys specifically are getting attention. I have long thought that Davis would look good on a contender. And I thought after the Blazers struggled and even before really, because when they started talking about this Aminu at the four stuff, it was clear that someone wasn't going to have any minutes and, given the fact that he wasn't a young guy, you know, it just didn't look like it was going to be him. And so I was thinking about, you know, getting him to the Warriors. And, you know, may, that probably won't happen just because the Warriors, uh, you know, I don't know if they have enough salary to, to, to take on Davis or how, how that would work. Uh, but I think Davis is clearly attracting attention from playoff teams, Crab as well, but Crab would have to agree on a deal if they were to do that. And uh, something that was kind of uh, – Really interesting that came across today was that the Blazers reportedly asked Detroit about Andre Drummond. Uh, it didn't say necessarily when, uh, but according to Ramona Shelburne of ESPN, the Blazers just backed off as soon as the Pistons asked for CJ McCollum, which I totally understand because if you compare the two careers, Drummond, who was supposed to take this big leap under Stan Van Gundy, really hasn't done that. And, uh, has been kind of disappointing, uh, I think. And so he, he's definitely stagnated a little bit. He's still very young, but uh, not worth C.J. McCollum. And so that that was an interesting tidbit. And something from a couple days ago uh, was uh, something from Mark Stein that when he was on the Zach Lowe podcast, the Lowe Post, uh, a couple days ago, that the Blazers apparently wanted Tyson Chandler. Uh, I think what they ended up getting what they end up having at center. I don't really think they need to make a trade for another center that has that, especially a center like Drummond, who's a max player. Um, you know, Chandler is a little bit of a better deal, but not much because he's older. And I'm, I think what they ended up getting in Nurkic, a younger center who, you know, he's not going to be an all-star multiple times. He's not going to qualify for like super, super max deals. He might qualify for a max at the end of his career if he if he is that good. But if he's not, then you don't have to pay it, and you get two year you know two years of this guy. I don't think he's the answer, but you get twenty nine games here to figure out what he can do as the starter, and I think there that's it's worth looking at. And so, but apparently, you know, they're they're still looking at other centers. So, uh, are they done? Who knows? There's uh, a lot of time uh, until the trade deadline wraps up. Uh, so we'll see what comes next. There's Jimmy Butler rumors. There's Paul George rumors that, you know, and, and 
everything can come down to the last minute. So sometime at you know noon tomorrow, which is the deadline, uh, things could be happening. Or, I mean, this has already been a pretty eventful trade season with, you know, Lou Williams got traded yesterday. You had the Boogie trade earlier. You had the Blazers and Nuggets trade. You have... Bojan Bogdanovic, uh, you know, going to Washington for a first round pick. You had a lot of stuff happening. So uh, it could be just the start or uh, that could be the peak of it. But it'll be interesting to see uh, as we approach the deadline. So I uh, hope you enjoyed our chat with Myers Leonard and Dane Carbaugh. Thanks to Myers for making the time to come on and Dane as well. It was great to, to get together. We had been planning that for quite a long time. So I guess that's why we were so happy that it finally happened. Uh, because we have been uh, trying to lock that down. Uh, but the Blazers are back on the court tomorrow as well uh, against the Orlando Magic. So if there is a trade tomorrow, they may be without uh, some guys again. And uh, they sent Tim Quarterman to the D-League. And the biggest issue, of course, is uh, Alfred Camino is going to be out with a knee injury, which caused him to miss the last game of the regular of the first half of the season excuse me which is not a good sign so uh that could be bad news because Aminu is their best defender and he's a major part of their team and a reason why they defend well when he's on the court and uh, if he's not there uh things could be tough for them and he's also been shooting the ball better as of late so uh with that uh that's going to do it for us on locked on blazers keep it locked by subscribing to Locked On Blazers on Audio Boom, Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, of course, TuneIn FM, wherever you can get a podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Blazers. Follow me on Twitter at Eric underscore Gunderson. Follow Dane at Dane Carbaugh. And keep it locked here. We'll be back after the Orlando game where we'll see who suits up and which team comes out to start that second half of the season because even though New Orleans I think is is the clear favorite now to to snag that 8th seed with the Cousins unibrow revolution that's happening uh Portland is still very close they're injured they're banged up they don't have a lot going for them but uh it'll be interesting to see which team comes out and and if they can get a road win because they've been those have been hard to come by at all this season or if if they continue uh, to descend uh, down the Western Conference standing. Rush into Old Navy today for up to 50% off store-wide. Get dresses from $15 for women, $12 for girls, plus up to 75% off clearance for the whole family right now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1016 to 1020, select styles only.